Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Linode, a top infrastructure as a service provider, has resources specifically for helping MSPs explore the alternative cloud. Discover this growing market, one of the best kept secrets in building a scalable, thrivable, modern managed service provider business. Learn about the cloud provider landscape, improving KPIs, security, and more in Linode's free book, The MSP's Guide to Modern Cloud Infrastructure, available now. This resource and more at linode.com slash mspradio. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. This is Carl Polichuk, and our good friends from Bitdefender are back, and uh, today we're joined by Aaron Myers, who is the Senior Manager of Product Marketing, MDR, and Jaden Montero, who is the Senior Director of Product Management, MDR. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Carl. We're, we're thrilled to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. Why don't you each uh, give a quick background, like who are you and how did you get here and, and sort of what your specialty is? Like Carl said, my name is Aaron Myers. Uh, I'm a senior manager of product marketing uh, at Bitdefender. And uh, along with Jaden, we kind of lead up the, the MDR side of things. Um, I've been with Bitdefender for over a year. Before that, I was at Expel. And then before that, I uh, was at F5. So been in product marketing for a while, um, really enjoy cybersecurity product marketing and, you know, having the ability to create the narrative and the go-to-market messaging um, for bringing new cybersecurity products to market. Very good. Jaden? Yeah, I'll springboard off that last thing you said. Uh, I would say my specialty is bringing cybersecurity products to, to market. Um, so taking really, really cool technologies and then finding ways to apply them that make us all a little bit better. Uh, spent a lot, basically my whole career uh, in cybersecurity um, some recent spaces I played in are uh, what's known as security orchestration and automation and then attack surface management. And I'm really happy to be here today because um, uh, the the world that Aaron and I work with now is how to best pair those technologies with experts um, to get the most out of them. So we're really, really excited to be here. Thanks again, Carl. Well, and it's such an interesting time to be in the business because, <laughs> I mean, the attacks change dramatically. It's not like it used to be where, oh, we tweaked this little virus and now it does this other thing. Like now the attack can be completely unrelated and just like something you hadn't even thought of a week ago or a month ago. So before we get into the actual launch topic today, I do want to give a little bit of information about Bitdefender and um, what are some of the, the challenges that organizations are facing? Because I know you guys you deal with a wide variety of organizations, not just, uh, you know, five person shops or, or even hundred person shops. Absolutely. So, you know, both Jaden and myself, it's, it's great because we not only do we get to talk to a lot of customers, we get to talk to a lot of analysts in the industry. So, um, you know, when, when we're speaking about market challenges, we're, we're, we're hearing this information across the board. Um, you know, the first thing would be the skills gap. Skilled analysts are, are in short supply and, you know, teams struggle to effectively combat threats without this in-house expertise. In addition to that, there's a tool complexity. Just think of how many SaaS apps you've interacted with 
today. Uh, I've, you know, been on my phone. I've probably interacted with about 15. Imagine that on a business scale and imagine the, the knowledge that it goes, that is required to know these security tools. Organizations, frankly, they can't keep up. And, you know, with all of these tools, the attack service has increased and the sophistication of attacks on that surface has increased. So frankly, it's incredibly overwhelming. And then if they have an EDR solution, they're not necessarily using that EDR solution effectively. We found this a lot when, when speaking to customers and there's too many alerts with too little context. You know, manual alert triage we found out is probably the least favorite thing for, for <laughs> IT, IT team security analysts to do. It's time consuming, it's costly, and it takes time away from focusing on strategic business and security initiatives. Lastly, insufficient response capabilities. Even if they have a handle on their EDR tool and do have a prioritization when it comes to their alerts, they don't have a coherent, holistic response strategy um, and, and not having one puts so many businesses at risk. Right. Yeah, I think um, no, Aaron, Aaron nailed all those um, challenges. I think one thing, though, that, um, you know, as we set out, let's say a year ago uh, to design the thing that we will later be discussing um, the launch. Uh, one of the things that was important to us was to take a step back from a lot of the terminology we're used to using. Um, you know, Aaron said a couple words in there like EDR, um, alert triage, um, response capabilities. We're used to saying this stuff on a daily basis, but a lot of the um, small businesses that we worked with over the past year aren't necessarily thinking in those terms. So I think it's also really important to talk about market challenges as it pertains to the things that, you know, folks like you and I, uh, Carl, Aaron, that we know in our lives that are running businesses. Cybersecurity is not at the forefront of their minds, but what is? Uh, ransomware, uh, the thought of a single cybersecurity event that will take down your business forever. Uh, maybe cyber insurance is another big beat that we stumbled upon. Um, just because the response to ransomware was close up shop or pray for the best. Uh, so I think some of the challenges that Aaron was describing uh, we could say the security ecosystem was responsible for, for creating, and that's part of the reason we're excited to, to talk with you today as well. It's not just about you know, tooling that cybersecurity vendors create. It's about making sure that we are not so scared um, as a small business community that a single cyber attack is, is the end of the world. Well, and you know, the important part is that uh, there has to be a response, and I think that's a piece that's been missing from a lot of the the old school thinking about viruses, because it used to be, okay, yeah. either either pay the ransom or uh, if you actually have a good system in place, then we'll, we'll restore from, from backup. Well, that's cool. You're still down for a day and then you got all the little <laughs> stuff that has to be picked up. So having a good response has been increasingly difficult for small IT service providers. You know, one thing, Aaron, you mentioned the skills gap. That mm -hmm. skills gap just suddenly got bigger and way more expensive. You know, when you say, oh, I need somebody who's a security specialist. Oh, okay. Just add a couple of zeros to what you had in mind <laughs> because these folks are now getting hundreds of thousands in salary as a W, you know, as a W-2 employee. Uh, and, you know, the small IT companies literally just can't afford that. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that, that Aaron and I have been discussing a lot recently um, we'll, we'll discuss the privilege of, of vendors like Bitdefender to be able to build a, a base of experts like we have. Um, I think there was a promise 
uh, if you rewind a couple of decades even, that we could see a, a burgeoning field of, of security uh, talent, right? Individuals who could end up staffing uh, and filling out everything from the enterprise down to the SMB. But not only do we know now that that's not likely to happen uh, just in terms of like how much of that skill set is required and the money required to pay for those people. But we also know that these are some of the most stressful jobs that exist. Uh, you know, we were at a, Aaron and I were at a summit recently where they were saying like IT analysts and their managers um, and IR staff are among the three, um, you know, most stressful jobs that can exist out there. So it's thankless, it costs a lot. And I think we often talk about the privilege of a vendor like Bitdefender that can help centralize some of that talent on behalf of organizations out there that cannot. Well, and there's massive stress for business owners who are literally facing going out of business and for IT professionals who are like, I don't know if I can afford to be in the business of providing security anymore. Uh, and that gets us to the big announcement. So this week you're announcing a new service. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what it is and then we'll dive into it. Sure. Well, I'll start off with with uh, you know MDR. Just generally, a lot of the the problem points we we just spoke to. You know, a lot of the customers we spoke to in the discovery process of, of building this new solution, they had EDR. Um, the the skills gap, the too many tools, the insufficient response capabilities. EDR doesn't solve that. Um, even you know the the most trendy thing out there, XDR. XDR doesn't solve that. Only MDR, managed detection and response, actually veritably solves these problems. And it was kind of with this in mind that uh, we, you know, went out about, let's see, maybe over a year ago, probably, and started really generating um, ideas and concepts for, for creating our, our new service tier offering, MDR Foundations. MDR Foundations. So if there's a link, I'll put a link to that. Go ahead, uh, Jane. No, I just, you know, oftentimes we, 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 we did have a naming process that went behind this product and service. And sometimes, again, we get wrapped up in our own heads talking about what's, what's amazing about it, that we don't take a step back and say, why did we call it that? <laughs> um, we called it Foundations because we talked to uh, a ton of people out there um, that owned SMBs. We talked about the, the distributors and the resellers that get product into the hands of those SMBs. We talked to our own existing customers and our internal service staff. And the thing we really wanted to emphasize was we called it foundations because we believe that that people, skilled staff are the foundations of a solid uh, and cyber resilient security program. So this service tier that we created uh, was built off of all of that feedback and all of the requirements and budget constraints of uh, probably the folks listening to this podcast but what we wanted to assure everyone is that it's built off the backbone of the kinds of security staff we were talking about. It's incredibly hard to find, um, incredibly hard to supply, and really hard to build any kind of ecosystem where they feel like they can do their jobs really well, which takes, I mean, quite honestly, millions of dollars. So, All right. Well, let's first, let's take a break and just mention that the website is bitdefender.com. Probably everybody listening to this has been there once already, but <laughs> it's time to go back and then uh, you're looking for uh, MDR foundations. So tell us what this, this service does for Bitdefender partners. And to be honest, do you have to be a partner to get started? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I would love to talk about what it does from a perspective you've already mentioned first, which is response. 
if you rewind just a couple of years ago, I think Aaron and I both, uh, you know, came from uh, different MDR pasts and you'd mentioned response wasn't always baked into what MDR was supposed to mean. If there's a simple way to think about MDR foundations and the rest of our portfolio, it's, it's what we call response native. Um, from day one, the service will enable us to act uh, when you not, you're not necessarily at your best. We often deal with uh, people and partners out there that are saying, hey, if it's 2 a.m., are you really going to send me an email? Uh, and then we wake up the next day and we're, we are the worst for wear, right? Uh, <laughs> we really just kind of left you in the lurch. Um, so if I could give a really simple explanation, we can dive into a lot more detail. MDR Foundations is a people-driven service that gives you response baked in so that you have the time to really respond with the full business context that partners out there know about their end customers. And one thing that was really important to Aaron, myself, and the team that designed this was to leverage the expertise of, of partners. Um, because, you know, we might know cybersecurity really well. It's important to us that we're collaborating with folks out there that know their customers uh, and their customer stack really well. Uh, so it's really about giving you those crucial, it can be minutes uh, to hours to days of knowing that you're containing a live attacker and you're able to keep your business open and uh, able to be resilient in the face of such an attack. You know, in all of our partner communications, you know, Jaden and myself were, were coming from it from a cybersecurity standpoint, but we also learned a lot about how partners like to sell and what, what problems they have in enabling um, their, their customers. And, and we learned a lot a lot about the go-to-market motions and how how onboarding um, could could be a differentiator and and you know marketing materials etc could be utilized by partners um, who who direly needed that that stuff and and help them um, with in turn with end customers. So uh, you don't have to give pricing here, but uh, how do you sell it in terms of is because it seems like I can't defend one person and not the person sitting next to them, or I can't defend them in the office, but not in their home. And I can't defend the sales department without defending another department. You know what I mean? That, so that, is this by default sold per company, per domain? Per company. Um, and let me, let me give a little bit of background on why, on why that's important. If you think about the way that attackers uh, are thinking about you, uh, like what's the outside in perspective? They certainly aren't thinking, well, you know, the only high value staff is sitting in sales. Um, so we're going to go after them first. Instead, they're targeting folks like me probably. And they're like, that guy's in product. He'll click a link. Uh, you know, we're just going to send him an ad for something that he likes, like fried chicken. Um, so I think what's important for us is that when you think about defending an organization, uh, you are thinking about covering a whole estate. Um, and that's really the way that we like to talk about it. Now, are there more flexible situations where you think about, you know, what's critical to you? How are things segmented? Can we defend a certain part of the environment uh, with a certain arrangement of technologies and a certain part in a different way? Absolutely. And those are the kinds of consultative conversations that our, our sales team at Bitdefender are, are really, really excited and equipped to have. Um, so there's a lot of flexibility around that. But that being said, you want a managed detection and response service covering the full environment. And if, to give like a three second um, anecdote of what happens when you don't, we've had many situations where we've said, hey, what we can expect to see is ransomware on all assets you know, where this agent is not deployed. And then we've been proven right a lot of the time because that's where our staff is you know, conditioned to, to help, uh, is to be able to identify in the way that an attacker would approach an environment. Um, how we should defend that environment. 
So walk me through what an attack might look like if I've got MDR foundations in place. It's uh, whatever, two o'clock in the morning, I'm sleeping, my, my client is sleeping and something happens. What, what does that look like? Yeah, uh, sure. I can I can uh, describe a timeline. I think um, we put we put together a timeline like this recently, and the way we described it was kind of like a like a boxing match, right? Because I think people sometimes think about these as like one time events. It's a single round. Uh, it's round one, right? You step into the ring, and then ransomware is deployed, and you're knocked out. Uh, for us, it often looks like a long game, um, and that's one where again that human expertise. And your communication points become important because what happens in round two, uh, you know, when you go back to your coach in the corner, i.e. bit defender, what are we talking about and how are we moving forward? Um, let me talk about what a day looks like. So if an attacker uh, is targeting you or your vertical, a day might look like this. Um, our threat intelligence team in the SOC is already aware of a lot of details about your organization, maybe where your offices are located or your office singular is located, um, what vertical you're in. And we apply what we call a global context uh, to your organization. That's just to say, we're looking at the entire threat landscape. Uh, so you can think, hey, is there some kind of um, hacktivism going on that's targeting um, you know, a certain company or companies in a certain vertical? Well, based on that information, what companies that we cover um, are potentially at risk? And that combination of us knowing uh, the companies we defend really well and our threat intelligence teams knowing what exists out there, what attackers are looking like and what they're interested allows us to take a, a lot more of a proactive stance on what we're looking for in customer environments. Now, when it comes down to us actually detecting on top of Bitdefender's platform that an attacker might be interested in establishing a foothold um, or performing any kind of malicious activity, we provide what we call um, enterprise-grade incident response. This is just to say that when we designed this process, uh, we didn't care what you paid for, we are still gonna do our best uh, to try to root the attacker out of your environment. And so for us, that looks like a 30-minute uh, SLA. So within 30 minutes, we are reaching out to the partner uh, and your end customer, if that's who you'd prefer. We will have already taken uh, containment actions. You can think about things like deleting files, isolating an endpoint, uh, and a whole lot more. And at that point, uh, we will produce what's called a flash report for you. So you can say, what's everything you know? Fast forward a couple hours, and will produce an after action report. That provides you with the confidence to go to your customer and say, hey, we believe not only that there was an incident uh, regarding your environment, but we have a theory on what they were looking for. And we made sure that there's no way that they're getting back in. And we will use all of that information for them the next days to weeks to months to make sure that that same attacker isn't gonna come back around and knock on your door again or a different window. Uh, so slightly long-winded explanation there, but I think that the important thing is for us, um, there will be uh, Bitdefender staff that are working with you throughout all of those rounds. You know, if it ends up escalating into something where you need more help, uh, we're here for you, right? And so we think about it like a, a really extended boxing match where every round is one where your coach uh, Bitdefender's in your brain. Right. Well, and, you know, the interesting thing, you mentioned the long game. It, it used to be we waited till somebody clicked on something they shouldn't. And then we can literally point to that moment in time and say, okay, and then this happened and this happened. Right. Um, but now the bad guys, and I use that term very lightly, uh, they literally can be planning something for months. So, you know, how do you, how do you sort of look at the kinds of things that the evil uh, doers are out there doing and say, okay, how do I use this knowledge 
to protect clients in uh, in the SMB market. So we, unlike a lot of MDR vendors in the market, threat hunting for us is absolutely critical. And we have threat hunting augmented by our cyber intelligence fusion cell, SIFSI, uh, as they're known. Um, and, and basically, per MDR service tier, the progression of threat intelligence capabilities goes up as, as the tier goes up. And in our enterprise tier, our highest tier, um, there are substantial threat intelligence capabilities. However, we use that information, you know, research of cyber threats, geopolitical activity, vertical specific, specific data trends that we discover for our enterprise level customers. And that knowledge, those discoveries trickle down to, to our M MDR foundations customers. We utilize the knowledge that we gain from our enterprise level tier customers and, and help our, our MDR foundations customers. Um, but that's not to say threat hunting doesn't exist in MDR foundations because it absolutely does. Um, it's a huge component of, of the service and it is, I want to say human led threat hunting, not automated threat hunting. Um, and we, we perform risk-based Intel hunts, um, for them. And then, um, they can also reach out to their distributed security account manager if they have questions. So uh, one of the things you mentioned early on is about the threat fatigue that, you know, mm. clients, especially end users, just tired of hearing about this, right? Because somehow miraculously, uh, you've, you've saved my bacon every day and I've never actually been attacked. I've mm. never had all my data stolen or exfiltrated. Um, so I'm tired of hearing about it. So in terms of the PR, do you think clients should go in? talking about MDR foundations and saying, look, we're just taking your security to another level. We're taking, we're, we're doing what we can so that that evolving world, we don't have to discuss it every day, but you have to just understand we're paying attention to it. Like we, we, we are actually protecting you. How, how do you, what's the PR side of that? So you mentioned PR, so I, I will, I will step in. Okay. <laughs> let me just like use an analogy that like, I don't know anything about cars, I take my I take my car into the car shop, whatever it's called. The car shop. Yeah. The car shop. Um, to get to get my tires rotated. When inevitably when I come to pick up my my car, the the tires have been rotated and they hand me like an eight-page PDF with a lot of green and some yellow and hopefully no red. But it's basically like they've checked everything. Like like down to the windshield wiper fluid. And it's just like, oh, well, that's lovely. Like, I didn't know I needed you to check that, but thank you. I feel so warm and fuzzy now. MDR is the same thing. Like, yes, they potentially haven't been hacked and there hasn't been a cyber incursion, but we provide, you know, a variety of reporting, including like a holistic monthly report that it doesn't, they don't have to have been attacked to show value. Like we are, you know, manning the front lines in all of these instances, we are fielding this many incidents or alerts, we are doing X, Y, Z, and that's informed to the customer. So the customer knows that they might not have heard anything, but that could potentially be a good thing. Right. Well, you know, we used to always have 
when I owned a managed service provider, we, every month we would give people a list of every single thing we did for them that month, right? Sometimes it might be 30 pages. Um, and then there was no charge for it. It was just like, just so you know, this is what's going on. And I know for a fact, nobody ever read them. But when we switched from one PSA to another, we actually had people email us and say, hey, that report is different. Can, what's going on? And so they looked at it enough to know that they were getting value out of it, even though they wouldn't understand most of it if they read it anyway. <laughs> so. No, I, lo- I love this. I love the comparison here, right? And as, as, as certainly another person that doesn't understand cars very well, I'd be just as likely to get this, this list of things and throw it out the window. But you know what, if somebody asked me, you know, like my, my, if somebody said, Hey, you took my car into the shop, what did they do? Certainly that thing is really, really important to have on hand. Right. And so part of what made what Aaron said very valuable is moving from just a reactive mindset. It's not always that there's a squeaky tire on the car. It's to always know, you know, that there's somebody looking at that car and is able to tell you miles ahead of uh, a, a certain part coming loose that there could be something wrong with it. And I think extending that metaphor to cybersecurity, oftentimes it's not your fault. Your car is pristine. And then somebody decided to take like a, a what do they call it? A tire iron to the to the window, you know, or or just take it out for a joyride. Not at all your fault. Um, and I think this is where, again, I think from a PR perspective, MDR starts to become relevant. So you want to talk a lot about how an MDR service takes you from kind of a defensive um, a defensive play, one where you're looking and scrambling for the talent to just keep covered into one where you're proactively uh, evaluating the state of your environment. You're proactively, again, evaluating what the global context looks like, what threat actors out there are, are looking at. And then finally provides that reporting and those receipts that you can always hold in your hand when it matters and say, hey, I'm confident that this thing's bringing me real value. Right. Well, and at the end of the day, those little reports with the red on them, you know, what's going to make a difference? Is that a left turn signal or is that my brakes are about to go out? Right. And I can make choices because both Mm -hmm. of those have have uh, little red lights, but one is more important than the other. So uh, we're almost out of time, but I do want to talk about how does this help MSPs to, I say, basically stay in the business of offering security where Mm -hmm. some people might have been thinking it's time to get out? Absolutely. Well, you know, I think I think we've well described up to this point how hard it is to get the talent you need to to provide cybersecurity. Just to I, I guess harken back to something, Aaron, and I don't take lightly. Bitdefender hoped to collect the the privilege, right, of having all of that talent, but we also created a lot of technological innovation to spend that talent's time on making our customers a lot better. Threat hunting is just an example of that. If our analysts can spend seventy percent plus of their time being proactive instead of reactive, we know we've designed the right thing here. So part of this is, is, is a question of, of design for scale. Um, and one of the reasons we're so excited for MDR Foundations is that stuff is all baked in. Um, you know, For our MSPs, for our partners out there, we're really not gonna end up in a position years from now where partners are saying that quality of service when you guys launched was amazing and, and now it's you know a, a Las Vegas buffet two years in. Um, so we've really designed this thing from the ground up to best serve our customers. And I think, you know, I don't know if we've said this already, but the thing we heard over and over again from our partners is uh, help us and make us look like the hero. Um, work with us to show that our knowledge of the customer environment can be matched with your knowledge of cybersecurity to keep our customers safe. And that's exactly what we've designed here. Very good. Uh, so how do, how do uh, partners get started? Like what's the, what's the first thing and the second thing they need to do today? To, uh, to take a look at MDR. 
foundations? I think part of part of it is is uh, really having a conversation with uh, the channel, well, the folks that you consume from. Um, I, I think maybe people on the call don't know that Bitdefender is at 100% a channel company. Um, I think the way that we've reached our customers, we've been uh, we've been very confident and very consistent about reaching them uh, through the channel. So, um, what's what you want to do is talk with uh, the folks through whom you're able to provide your your Bitdefender products uh, and services to your customers. Um, they should be well aware of MDR Foundations by now. And uh, I think the second thing is starting to understand just how much uh, easier that onboarding has gotten for Bitdefender. We've put significant time investment into not just releasing a new service, but as Aaron mentioned earlier, also making sure this thing can turn on, like we like to say, turn on like an electricity switch. Um, you want to just click on a light and a service is defending you. Uh, we really took that to heart as we designed foundations. So uh, just to recap, you know, first thing, make sure that you're uh, make sure that you're talking with your distributor, your reseller, your RMM, uh, whatever it is to understand how to get foundations to your customers. The second thing is really start to understand how much onboarding has changed. For those of you that have maybe uh, looked at our MDR in the past, we've reduced onboarding from, say, days to weeks to now it should just feel like clicking a literal switch uh, in our Gravity Zone console, uh, and we'll start monitoring you that day. Nice. Hopefully that's helpful. Very good. And there is a partner locator at bitdefender.com. So uh, if clients are out there thinking, oh, who can protect me? <laughs> uh, they can help find a partner that way as well. Well, so Jaden and Aaron, thank you for being with us today. I really appreciate it. And I wish you the best of luck with the new uh, MDR Foundation service. Thank you. It was great to speak with you. Thanks very much. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.